What's up, best friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I am your host, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. WhoDatNinja73. Yes! I'm so excited because I nailed that intro, and it's been a while. It's been like three months since I've done a new intro, and I'm so happy to be back to be making this... Man, I'm stumbling over words. See? I was too happy that I nailed that intro, and now everything is crashing downward. Um, I'm happy to be back making the show again uh, and getting to know best friends a bit better. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I do not have a guest for this episode. It's just me. I'll be answering some questions that some of you have asked uh, when I said the show's coming back and just briefly kind of go over... Um, why the show was gone for the last couple months and uh just because i feel like i owe that to everybody um and i know no one's like clamoring and asking you know what happened it's just uh i feel like it's i like clearing clearing the air and just putting everything out on the table i wear my heart on my sleeve every single day i wake up um what i'm feeling is is pretty much what you see and what I'll what I'll tell you. I'm very I'm a very open person, um, so we'll get into that just a very tiny bit, and then uh, I'm not going to do a lot of the same uh, topics that we usually do. I'm not going to do an old gog topic. I am going to tell you something to watch though, because I've been binge watching something that is it's got its hooks in me and something I never thought that I would enjoy watching, and uh, so I'm definitely going to. Uh, tell give you guys that one and um yeah and then we'll just kind of i'll kind of lay out what i want 2019 to look like and uh yeah i'm excited and uh this is gonna be a weird transition but let's get to know me a bit better kind of funny is best friends what that means is we are there for each other what that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event you can go to an rtx you can go to a pax and if you see someone in one of our shirts you can go up and talk to them you can go to dinner with them kind of funny is this That is really weird to cut back or to come back from myself, kicking it to myself 30 seconds in the future. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, if you don't know, and you probably do because of the intro, my name is Kyle. Um, I grew up and was born on East End of Long Island in the great state of New York. Uh, I've lived here my entire life. Um, it's It's kind of... It's kind of boring out here on the east end of Long Island to me personally. Uh, it, for example, I don't know if you know this, if you've ever been to New York City, but the island's pretty long. And uh, for me to go to the city and to the five boroughs to actually go see cool stuff, uh, it takes me from my house about a 45-minute drive to the train station 
and then an hour and 20 minute dra- uh, train ride from that train station to Penn Station in the city. Um, so that's like a two hour trip each way. Um, and it, you know, I love doing it cause I love the city, uh, because it is, there's like nothing to do out here. Uh, that's why I love gaming and playing video, uh, playing video games and going to the movies just because it's an escape from here. Um, where I grew up in my little hometown, which I'm not going to give you cause it's very tiny and you'll find me. And then I don't know, throw stuff, stuff at my house and I don't want that. Um, uh, I grew up not around a whole lot of kids, so I kind of lived <sighs> sheltered's not not the right word. Um, I was just kind of alone a lot from my childhood. Uh, I had some friends in school. I went to Catholic school until fourth grade, um, so that wasn't a problem really. I, I I enjoyed being there with the certain few friends that I had, um, but like a couple others that have had it on the show before. And, and I feel like a lot of you can relate to this. I was bullied pretty hardcore in elementary school. Um, even to a certain extent, all the way up to high school, um, because of my size, I'm a big man. If, if team fat was a real, uh, military organization, I'd be a high ranking official. I'm a big guy. I've always been big. Um, that hasn't stopped me from playing sports. I played basketball, baseball. I love doing that stuff. I like being active. Um, I like the feeling of getting moving and and feeling the heart racing. Uh, but you know, it's still, you know, kids, kids, kids can be cruel and they were as Catholic school kids are the worst of the worst in my eyes. Um, a lot of rich kids who think they're better than everybody else. At least at my Catholic school where I went, um, there were where there was a lot of that where there were the richer kids would feel like they're better than everybody and put them down, and it sucked because there was only I was in a class of thirty in, in in my Catholic school, and out of that thirty, there was only eight other boys with me. Um, and out of those boys, I wouldn't say seven of them were the ones that bullied me. I had one really good friend that kind of stuck, uh, stayed with me. And then the girls in the class, they were great. I have no issues with them. I was friends with them too. Um, but yeah, those seven boys tormented me. And because they played basketball on the school team, that was them. So, like, I got to take my aggression out on the court during practice and stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So, I... I, I, When I went to school, I had some interaction with some kids my age. But then when I came home, uh, you know, I was all about uh, watching movies, old VHS tapes, uh, playing games, uh, reading. I'm a big reader, or I want to become a big reader, I should say, uh, or, or get back to it. But when I was in elementary school, I would read a Goosebump book a day. I would run through those things, especially during the summertime when my parents had to work. We went to my grandmother's house and I would stay there and just sit in the in the chair and just read all day until I got my Game Boy. And then I would play Pokemon all day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that's what I did for fun. Um, something when I was real little what my parents used to do were was to take a laundry basket, a plastic laundry basket 
And this was before, like, I could actually walk and actually, you know what? I probably did walk a little bit. Um, but they would put me in the laundry basket and set that laundry basket in front of a TV and just put on a VHS tape or a show or something. And they would go about their business and do chores around the house because they knew I would stay there <laughs> and watch what was ever on the TV because that's what I did. And, um, yeah, so that's why I love movies and stuff so much because that's that is such a big part of who I am, I guess, as a person. And uh, I know some of you are probably thinking that's not great parenting. My parenting's my parents are awesome, and they just did that because why not? <laughs> Frankly, uh, like why not just you know where your kid's gonna be and put them in front of the TV and watch you know some great Disney cartoons and. Other movies like uh, The Goonies, uh, yeah, that's what I would do too. Um, so that's kind of how I spent my time at home because I didn't have, I didn't have the people in my neighborhood. I lived down a, a very long driveway, um, and I'm the only house within a couple hundred feet, and I have a nurse, a, a tree nursery in my backyard. So it's very open, very uh, again that feeling of like lonely. Uh, which isn't a bad feeling at all, but it's just, you know, what I'm used to. Um, I went to public school around fifth grade and because uh, Catholic school was boring. <laughs> My teacher in fourth grade, Mrs. Clifton, who I love so much, she went up to my parents and uh, told them that uh, I was bored because the work that the Catholic school was giving to us was way too simple for me. And, and I work hard and I got that stuff done super quick. And I would just sit there because the nuns who would teach did not know how to do it to a high level and to actually keep the kids engaged throughout the whole day. So I would get my stuff done and then I would spend an hour or so just sitting there because they wouldn't let us read after we were done with our work. So I would sit there and wait until the next subject or whatever the next time frame was. And again, do that work super quick and boom, I would be done. And then I'd go home and uh, my homework would be done super quick. And she thought I needed a challenge. So I started public school in fifth grade and that was a big culture shock for me. Uh, no uniforms, which was great because our uniform colors were in Catholic school were maroon and gray and ugh, no thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, public school is where I kind of opened up a little bit, had more friends, went to more, you know, birthday parties and hung out outside of school a little bit more. Um, but that didn't really happen until high school, junior year of high school, where I really found a really close group of really awesome people. And um, we would go every Friday to uh, Applebee's for half price appetizers and a movie. That was our thing. Every week we would see really whatever was in theaters. Um, and that was a just, that's a great time. Those are some of my favorite memories in my entire life is us it is me. Cause I was the one that drove cause I was the furthest one away from everybody. So I would have to drive, pick everybody up, bring them to the movies, which also the only good movie theater around us is 40 minutes away near the train station so in order for me to go to the movies i have to go that far um 
so I would pick everybody up, drive them to the movies. We on the way home, stop at Applebee's, grab some mozzarella sticks for half price. Only way to do it, and then drop them off and, and go home. Um, and that was my high school experience. Uh, and yeah, we would do that every week. We play games, you know, kind of typical high school thing. Except I was one of the high schoolers who uh, I didn't drink. And, I, and you can't see me because it's not video. I did air quotes. I didn't drink in high school because I was that kid who was very against it. Like, if, if I found out you were partying or doing something you're not supposed to, the way I was raised, I was like, oh, how how dare you? I, you were raised to not to follow the rules. The law says you're not allowed to drink and blah, blah, blah. And it is what it is. And, that, and so I didn't get invited to many parties, <laughs> which is... Whatever. I didn't want to go to him anyway. Um, but I was very against that. And my friends didn't do that stuff anyway. So we didn't really go to a whole lot of parties like that. And it wasn't until college where I kind of lessened up on that stance a little bit. And as long as you're safe and you are not doing it to an excessive amount, I'm fine with it. Go be you. Um, I actually quite enjoy an adult beverage it's it's delicious, and that is the one thing I don't mind stepping out of my comfort zone. Because uh, if you've watched, if you tuned in for the Extra Life stream, the kind of NYC Extra Life stream, and I believe on the last episode that went live with Hannah, uh, I talked about my hatred of ketchup. And it, my hatred of ketchup is just the tip of the iceberg. I am a picky, picky-ass eater. I hate a lot of different types of foods. I have a certain number of foods that I love, and that's what I kind of eat. And I know it's bad for me because, newsflash, there's only one piece of fruit on that whole list. Uh, (laughs) And that's not against all the other fruit. I love all the other fruit, but I just tend to gravitate to what I eat, and I just eat that. Um so I don't even know how we got on this topic. Holy crap. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a picky eater. And on the stream for Extra Life, uh, one of the wheel spins was I had to eat ketchup and, or eat a pickle, which I both hated. Uh, or both hate. Uh, ketchup, I had to do that a couple times during the stream. Um, ketchup's still the worst. I hate it with every fiber of my being. It's candied tomatoes. And it has an awful, nasty consistency. And it needs to be outlawed everywhere. Ketchup is, it's, ugh, like, ugh. I'm gagging just, just thinking about it. Uh, the pickle was not as bad as what I was expecting when I ate it during the stream. It was, it was kind of, I don't, I'm not gonna say tasty, but I enjoyed the tang of it a little bit. Um, I'm still not gonna go out of my way to eat pickles, cause, no, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, let's let's get back on track a little bit because uh, I'm serious. I have no idea how we got on that topic. So I went through high school, loved high school for the most part. Um, still was bullied in high school. There was a really nasty bully that <clears throat> uh, forced me to get a little violent for the first time in my life. Uh, I actually kind of fought back, which I do not recommend if you are being bullied because um, I, no- I got knocked out. Uh, it was during gym and we were playing basketball or something and, uh, he just 
kept berating me every single day. This was, I think, freshman year of high school. Just every day. And he would use um, a lot of homophobic language towards me and pretty much everyone in the gym. And he kept, like, pushing me and just being too – he was going too hard for a game of of gym basketball. This was gym class basketball. If you're going hard during gym in in a game of basketball – you might have to reevaluate your life choices because it's not that serious. And he was taking it super seriously and he was just being a real dick about it. And I just kind of had enough. And it was one of the plays he, he, uh, you know, he called me a name or whatever. And I just had enough and I shoulder checked him like as hard as I could. He was a football player. Mind you, he was a defensive lineman. He was a big dude. Uh, I shoulder check, checked him in the back of our gym. There was a set of doors and um, behind those doors were, was the wrestling room where the high school wrestling team, I shoulder checked him all the way through the doors and into the wrestling room. And everyone around me was like, Oh man, Kyle snapped. Uh, but it was kind of like a thank you for snapping. Cause they're all tired of it too. Uh, the next thing I know, true, true story. This has really happened. Uh, I woke up and gym was over and I was on the floor. Uh, and so what ended up happening was our, also our gym coach did not supervise as well. Um, I was on the floor for about 10 minutes and, and nobody gym coach didn't really care. Um, what happened was I found out later, uh, the bully came running through the doors at full steam uh, my friend said his face was like a beet red and he tackled me so hard that my head bounced off the hardwood floor of the gym like a basketball <laughs> and I was I was out for for a good solid uh, a solid five ten minutes um, and I had no idea and I kind of woke up that was third period of the day and I don't remember much of the the rest of the day. I'm pretty sure I had a concussion. Uh, I did not tell my parents when I went home and probably should have, but I did not because I was, I was very nervous about what would happen uh, with that, that guy. Um, And so that's why when I see kids get bullied now uh, as a teacher, I kind of tell them to to don't fight back physically like that. Um, you, you gotta tell an adult and make sure it's an adult that you trust and um like give it, it's a it's a tricky subject but i firmly believe because of my experiences that you really shouldn't fight back physically like i did um but it's also i understand it's not healthy for you to harness it inside you gotta have that happy medium so if you want to give it back to him verbally go ahead um, but you know, the physical route is never okay in my eyes, uh, because it, it hurt, it hurt a lot. And, uh, the, that bully didn't really, it, he, he eased up a little bit, um, but it wasn't that much more, uh, and, and yeah, I kind of learned my lesson and the rest of my high school, I kind of stayed away from it. The rest of my high school years, I kind of stayed away from him. And, um, 
kind of went about my business with my really cool, awesome group of friends who I loved hanging out with, and we didn't really cross, cross paths too much, which was fantastic. Um, until, <laughs> until he got hired at my job, and I was above him, and I teach him the ropes. That's when, that's when I got to mess with him a little bit, um, which was. It was so. I have a huge smile on my face right now thinking about it. It was nice to kind of give it back to him, but in in a way that was appropriate because he would always mess up, and I was allowed to kind of like. I never yelled at him, but I, I was. I, I kind of talked down to him a little bit, which was a thing of beauty. Um, so during high school, my job was during the summertime and the springtime. Um, I, I grew up working as a groundskeeper for the local park in in my town where i would take care of the fields clean up garbage clean the bathrooms uh i would be the one that would have to line the baseball fields for every little league game and the batter's boxes and put out pitching mounds and um it was a lot of hard work i enjoyed doing it because i loved being outside and much like when i was younger i got my work done quick and then i went and sat in the shed in the little john deere gator which is like an atv with like a uh a dumper a dumper good lord uh, a flatbed that dumps <laughs> and i would just sit in there and just read whatever until my until my other duties were up after the game and clean up and stuff um i did that for man eight years no seven years uh i started on my 13th birthday that was when labor laws were not as strict as they are now uh i started on my 13th birthday and um Worked there for seven years uh, until I started working as a camp counselor in the summertime, which is what I really wanted to do because I knew I was going for teaching. And working with kids is always a great experience. Um, summer camp is just the absolute best. If you've been to summer camp before, I hope you've had the same experiences I have. Um, and I haven't, I haven't been to summer camp as a camper. I've only worked it. And I know how many awesome fun things that I got to do at summer camp as a counselor. Um, I got to just, I got to play board games with the kids. I got to play dodgeball and kickball and, and form these really great friendships with these kids and bonds that when I see them today, because I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I, when I left groundskeeping, I was 20 and I am now still doing summer camp during the summertime. So that's 11 years worth of summer camp. I'm now the director of the camp for the older kids, grades four through six. Um, and I've been directing and in charge for like six, seven, eight years or something like that. It's been a while. Um, but summer camp's awesome. And we get to go to on a field trip every week. And I loved doing, I love doing that during the summer. It's an easy way for me to, Get out of the house, be active, uh, see some new things, um, go to cool places, and kind of be be that role model to those kids. Because a lot of the kids that come to camp, uh, I see myself in those kids. And I try to be a super good role model to them and show off why it's okay to be goofy. Um, if you... If you have not met me or hung out with me in, in real life before, uh, which I'm sure many of you have not, um, and even if you have, I don't think you understand to the extent of how goofy I can get in public and how I don't really care what I look like when I do this stuff. 
Um, that's where the, the, the beard die came in, uh, which there's a question about that, which I'll get to in a little bit. I'm sorry if I'm rambling. This is really odd to me to do this by myself, but if you stuck this far with it, I appreciate you and I love you for it. Um, we'll wrap it up real quick. Um, so that's where like the, the beard dye came in. Uh, kids have dared me to shave half my face before, uh, and come in like that. And I've done it, um, on days when I didn't think we were going to out somewhere like on a trip. So there was a day where we went to go see a movie at the movie theater and I shaved half my face. And that was, people gave me some interesting looks that day. Uh, um, so yeah, so that's what I kind of do for the kids in summer camp. Um, during that time I was going to school to become a teacher. Uh, sub I've been substituting for like the last eight or so years of my life. Um, at the beginning I loved it because I was actually doing something with my degree and working with kids all year round, which I love. Um, and then a couple years ago, uh, I, there was something wrong with my, uh, teaching certificate certificate with the New York state. They wouldn't let me extend the deadline because New York state has this crazy strict, um, set of rules in order to get a permanent certificate. So that way. You don't really have to worry too much other than professional development hours about your certificate running out and all that jazz. Um, I applied for an extension. They want to give it to me because they didn't tell me that my deadline was up. And it's just a mess. It, it's it's a mess. The New York State Education Department and what how they run it is not great. I believe their office that handles all of the education educational staff of the state so substitute teachers uh counselors therapists everyone that works at a school that needs a certificate to do it in new york state i believe they have a small team of i'm gonna guess 20 something people in an office to deal with all that and so they're they're not great with it and i'm not i don't know if that's a fact but that's what it feels like um and so I had to spend a year doing things um, to get my certificate back, like retake teaching tests. I had to do 100 hours of, of professional development um, and, you know, reapply to New York State and, and get it going. And it was a that was the lowest point in my life. Um, I was very depressed and. That was the beginning of when I really started to sink my toes into the kind of funny community. I've always been a fan of the boys um, back when they were at IGN, back when I, I started watching a conversation with Colin and they were talking about ants. Like, I, I've been there with them forever. Um, and I've been a quote-unquote lurker in the community where I would just kind of watch and just consume it but not interact with it as much um and it was during that time when i've lost i lost my certificate to teach that i posted it in the facebook group um and a lot of people were very loving and supportive and i knew there was something special there and i latched onto it and i i wanted to that's when i knew and i already knew the community was so awesome but that's when I knew 110% that it's special 
and it changes lives and it's something that I need to be I need to do more in. So that's when I, you know, started making um community meetups in New York, uh out on Long Island and in the city. Um just starting to meet new people get me a reason to keep going. Um and that's kind of like the basis for the show is back then where I wanted to give away to give thanks to all those people that have helped me out so much. And uh, here we are. This is episode, I don't know. I don't have it up in front of me. But it's double digits now, which is pretty awesome. And I enjoy doing this. I've gotten to meet so many of the community um, at Kind of Funny Live 3, at Kind of Funny Prom, at PAX East last year, um, PSX last year. And those were all... Like I, I would not have been able to go to Kind of Funny Live Three if it wasn't for uh, John and Jordan. Uh, John's been on the show before. Uh, Jordan has not yet, but they helped pay my way to go there because that was during the time when I couldn't teach and couldn't really work and make money. And man, I owe everything to the to them and to the community for helping me get here. And that's why the last couple months. Uh, when I've kind of fallen into that depressive mood again, because I'm, I'm starting to think, I'm starting to think that I don't want to continue teaching, because I've kind of fallen out of love with it. Um, the politics with it are too much for me, and seeing people get jobs over me just because they know a person um, is infuriating. And I put in my time. Uh, the schools love me. But I guess they don't love me enough to give me a permanent spot. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, just move and apply elsewhere. I would love to. Um, but I have three nieces who I love with all my heart that live here at home. And they need me. So I cannot move. Don't cry, Kyle. This is There's nobody to carry the show. I can't move because they need me. Um... And so that is why I kind of want to transition and, and and find something else to do during this time. And the last couple of months have been a lot of soul searching. And yeah, that's why there hasn't been a whole lot of, there hasn't been any episodes really of the show go live because of that. It's been a lot of soul searching and feeling down in myself and feeling lost. And I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting out of it. Uh, I'm starting to... I'm starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm working real hard and trying to diversify what I can do. And, um, hopefully my dream job will become a reality. Don't know how long it's going to take. And, and I just got to keep, I just got to keep hoping and working towards it because I'm tired of being pushed over and looked looked uh past for these opportunities and i'm ready and i'm i just know that i'm working hard and um by me working hard that means doing things i love and and, and forcing me to get on my feet and and getting back on track and this community is such a big proponent of that and a huge support for myself and I hope for many others um, and I thank you 
so much from the bottom of my heart for, for being that type of positive force in people's lives, including myself. Um, so what we're going to do next is um, I'm going to give you one thing to watch. I teased it at the beginning of the show. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my, my train of thought there. Um, talking for 30 minutes by yourself to a microphone with nobody on the other side is a little jarring. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give you one thing to watch and it's something I never thought that I would get into really. And I'm sure a lot of you will say, uh, you know, welcome, welcome to the club. It's been a thing for a while. Uh, but I ran into on, uh, one of these nights the last week, a show on Netflix called, uh, nailed it and nailed it is basically a cooking type competition show. Uh, with the host Nicole Byer, who I believe was on uh, the show like Girl Code and Guy Code on MTV, I think is where I first remember seeing her. But she's a hilarious comedian. I've listened to her on one of my favorite podcasts, uh, How Did This Get Made? Um, just where they riff on bad movies, and it's fantastic. But uh, she's the host of the show, and they get these really bad bakers who don't know how to cook and don't know how to bake like me. And they give them these astronomically tough uh, baking goods that they need to recreate to the best of their ability. And it's really, really funny to see them try to do simple tasks. Um, Like my favorite episode so far (laughs) has to do with, uh, it's, it's, brings a smile to my face Um, because even as a non-cook and non-baker like myself I know how to make Rice Krispie Treats that's something that's very easy that somebody that can make hopefully without any problems or directions Um, she this lady on this show I believe her name was Antoinette and she's just an awesome awesome person uh, she di- she couldn't get it. She either didn't turn the stove on where she was going to melt the marshmallows or I don't know what the deal was, why it wasn't heating up. But uh, she just took these giant marshmallows <laughs> and she put them in a bowl of Rice Krispies or crisp cereal because I don't think they can call it Rice Krispies on the show. And she started infusing the marshmallows with the individual Rice Krispies kind of like mushing them all together when they weren't melted and it's something where you're like screaming it or like yelling at the TV saying this is so simple why can't you just why just why are you doing this why are you like this Uh, and the result was hilarious because she was trying to make a, a Rice Krispie Treat house and it looked I think Nicole said on the show it looked like a bush because she like really shoddily painted it like a really dark green and the house was like chocolate Rice Krispie color like a brown and oh god that show is amazing and right now they're doing a holiday season where they do like different holiday treats or holiday themed treats but I believe there's two other seasons where they try to make other baked goods um and it's just it is the best it's i'm not somebody who goes out of my way to watch a cooking cooking show i know there's many great ones out there i know there are like the british baking cook-off or something like that and and master chef and master chef junior and 
I get it, but I I don't know how to cook, and it's not something that I love watching. But this got its hooks on me because Nicole was hilarious. Her um, uh, what is his name? Jock is her other co-host. He's a Frenchman who's like a world famous chocolatier uh, who makes great chocolate treats from France, and they bring in other another third host from various walks of life and just Nicole Nicole is a great host 100% I think that's the reason why I love this show so much because she's genuine with her reactions to the food because they all taste it sometimes it's not great and it just she feels like somebody I want to be friends with and I want to hang out with um, because she's just she's a bundle of joy and it comes off on that show so go check out Nailed It on Netflix it's definitely worth it um, I believe the episode's around 30 minutes in length, and the treats look awesome. They they kind of makes me want to try my hand at making them, but I know I'm going to fail miserably, so I don't know if I want to take that step. But we'll see. Maybe maybe you'll see some pictures on my Twitter uh, with some not-so-great-looking baked treats. But there you go. There's your one thing to watch from me this time. Oh, jeez, I knocked the earbud out of my ear. Uh, for this episode, uh, what we're going to do now is, uh, this is, if you're sticking on and you're hanging on, you're still listening this far into the episode, I love you. (laughs) I was not expecting this just me episode going for 30 minutes and I'm sure it rambled for a very long time and I apologize. Um, trying to get back into the groove of things. All right. So here we go. Here are the questions. I have a couple questions that people asked, uh, usually when, if you're new to the show, and this is your first episode of, of listening to it, uh, boy, I'm sorry that this is your first one. I have many great shows with great guests. Uh, go back and listen to those because they definitely need the listen. Um, I ask on Twitter or in the Kind of Funny Facebook group because that's kind of where I mainly reside. Um, questions to ask the guest every single time I record. And so I ask for some questions to be asked to me. Um, and we'll get into them. So this one comes from the Facebook group. Uh, this comes from Will Beeman. Uh, favorite childhood movie moment? <sighs> There's a lot. Uh, I Like I mentioned before, I love movies sitting in the laundry basket in front of the TV, just watching a bunch of old stuff. Um, man, favorite childhood movie moment is probably... I mean, The Goonies is my favorite movie of all time. Um, and it's because I've seen it a million times. And so I think I think that just watching that for the first time and just being entranced by it and, and being scared of Sloth at first. But then as I've gotten older, uh, realizing, you know, how much love he has for everybody and him and Chunk are the perfect combo. And that, that movie has so much heart and... Oh, God, I love it so much. Um, So that's definitely one of them. Uh, As a kid, I didn't really go to the theater that much to go see new movies. I can count on my hand, I don't know, five times that I went to the theater with my family or friends to see a movie when I was a kid. Uh, Those include uh, Casper with Christina Ricci, uh, which is, eh, it's an okay movie. I remember being super impressed by the visuals uh, because seeing ghosts on screen like that and they weren't just people in uh, bed sheets 
looked kind of cool when I was little. Uh, I remember seeing the remember seeing the Lion King in theaters, which I mean you can't can't crap on the Lion King. That one was great. Um, I think my favorite though of actually like theater going experience is seeing um, the Power Rangers movie. Uh, man, I'm blanking on the it's the one with Ivan Ooze. I can't think of the 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 subtitle. Hold on. Let me search it up with the power of Google. Um, yeah, it was the 1995 movie. I was eight years old. Oh, it's just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the movie. Okie dokie. That makes sense. Because um, I was a major Power Rangers fan as a kid. Uh, that was something when I come home from school, it was usually on TV. The moment I walked in the door. So... I would watch Power Rangers religiously. And seeing this in theaters, dragging my dad to it. Um, I also believe McDonald's had toys in their Happy Meals with Power Rangers. And I would beg my parents to go like every day so I can get every single toy. Maybe part of the reason why I'm so big. But uh, I just had such fun time in that movie theater. And I had and still have a major crush on Amy Jo Johnson, uh, the Pink Ranger, uh, and seeing her on the big screen for the first time was something magical because uh, she is she's great, and the Pink Ranger is still my favorite um, because of Amy Jo Johnson and her man. She is beautiful, and that's enough about that. Uh, so thank you, Will, for that question. Um, next question comes from uh, Twitter. Uh, these are replies to the tweet of me recording the show. Uh, I at BFS Talk Funny is the show's Twitter account. Um, the first one comes from Jordan, the the one of the men responsible for getting me over to Kind of Funny Life Three. I love you, buddy. Can't wait for you to come on. Uh, your question is: If you could wish for three things to have or to happen, what would they be? Jesus, Jordan, what a Ooh, I can only have three things. This is a classic genie scenario. Um, number one would most definitely be... Uh, I just want to be healthy. And I don't mean I don't mean thin. Like, sure, being thin would be great. But I, I want to work for me being thin. I don't want just a, a you know, a snap of the fingers and I'm a totally different person. No. I want to work for it so I can feel accomplished. Um, but what I mean by being healthy is I'm always sick and being around kids and my immune system, it's not great. So me being healthy, so I'm not always sick and congested and my back doesn't hurt and my knees don't click and crack every single time I move and being healthy would be just, I'd have so much more energy. Um, so that would be one. Number two number two I would have a movie theater in my house like like a full on masterful movie theater it doesn't have to be a big one of course I want people to come over to watch movies with but I want the big screen I want the great audio uh, I want I want all of that in my house so I don't have to leave one of my dreams and it's never going to happen it's never going to happen. But it's to play a game on a movie theater screen. 
like an IMAX screen. I want to hook up my PlayStation to it and and play some some Rocket League or some Assassin's Creed, some God of War, Spider-Man. Whoo! Oh, I want to play a game on, on a big screen so bad. So that would be wish number two. And I don't want to be corny and say wish number three is to have my dream job, um, which I, I know I said that I wasn't going to say anything early in the episode, but whatever. My dream job is to work for Kind of Funny in some form. It doesn't even have to be me on camera or do, do anything like that. Uh, I just want to work for them. I want to be in that environment, that positive environment, and I, I, I feel like that would be awesome to work for because they're going places, and I love them, and they're all important to me. And to be able to <clears throat> be able to have a chance to contribute to that is something that excites me. So that would be my my third wish: be healthy movie theater in my house and to be able to work for kind of funny uh yeah those are three wishes that i'm proud i'm proud to have um you know what? i'm gonna throw a fourth one in there uh give me met season tickets and maybe wrestlemania floor seats right uh, right next to the ring yeah let's do that <laughs> so five wishes take that jordan uh next question and last question comes from mark freeman over on twitter everyone knows mark if you're in the kind of funny community at the indie boy one um your question is how much does it cost to dye your beard and he says sorry couldn't think of anything better don't be sorry mark it's totally fine uh how much did it cost to dye my beard so at kind of funny life three i wasn't planning on doing the green uh my profile picture was green because that was when i did it for my my campers when they dared me to do it when i quote unquote lost at checkers against some of the kids which i didn't uh, i lost on purpose um a they dared me to dye my beard green so i went out and got some spray for my beard whatever uh kind of funny life three i made a name tag that had my profile picture on it so people would recognize me in case we've ever interacted or come across my profile and whatever um and my my friend from the community and fellow New Yorker, Moises, uh, who does great work over at OK Beast, he said, well, you should you should dye your beard tomorrow for the big show. And I was like, no, I can't do that. He was like, yeah, do it. Um, and that thought throughout that whole day when we were at the... Oh, God, where were we? Were we at the foundry? We were somewhere. And I, I turned to John and I said, John... We need to find a CVS or something. I need to find some spray because I'm going to do it. And so we, we wandered San Francisco on the way back to the hotel. I found the spray that cost me, I don't know, eight bucks. <laughs> Whatever. It's like a costume spray. It's not supposed to go on your face or your beard, but I did it anyway. And I woke up the next day, sprayed it on, whatever. That thing was caked on. And I had to shower three, four times afterwards because it would not come out. It was hard as a rock. And it's funny because whenever I gave somebody a hug that I met that day at the food trucks or at the show itself, you can tell who I interacted with because there's some green dust on their shirt, on their shoulder. <laughs> uh, so it was always funny to run into somebody and I saw my green dust on their shoulder. Um, so that was that kind of funny life three. And then afterwards, after that 
amazing experience. Uh, I told myself I have to be at as many kind of funny live events as possible. And at PSX that year, I wanted to dye my beard blue. I just ran out of money for it. Um, this is a lo- very long-winded answer, Mark, but this is kind of what I do. <laughs> and I ran out of money then, and then when they announced prom, I was like, yep, I'm 100% doing it. And as being a substitute teacher, that's kind of frowned upon, is having blue beards or a colored beard in any way. Which, if teachers can have their hair colored, weird colors, then why can't guys dye their beard whatever they want? I don't Whatever, that's a whole other argument. Um, so I had to wait till school was over. And then I went to a salon. I said, hey, can I dye my beard blue? Will you dye my beard blue for me? Um, and they're like, no, that's dangerous because the bleach that has to go on your face is very toxic and it could be a major problem and we don't want to do that. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Next door was a Sally Beauty Supply, and I went in there, and they were like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, here are some things, and they just handed me some things. So I think all in all, it cost me close to 25 30 bucks to do it, um, which wasn't bad. Uh, it hurt. Well, hurt's not the right word. It was uncomfortable, um, because, and thank you, Kelsey. Kelsey, my kind of NYC partner in crime and amazing human being uh i kept texting her because she has dyed her hair a million times and offered to help i i kept asking her what the right amount of bleach to what's the word activator i needed to use to mix it all up and as i was mixing it up the fumes were like gagging me um and as i was mixing i was like oh no this is going on my face and it's going right under my nose this is going to be a problem um so I had to the first time I did it it was not blonde enough Uh, my beard is normally like a reddish brown more on the red side and after the first time I bleached it it was like a it was like a dark yellow Um, which did not it did not look good at all Um, I waited a day because um, my beard hair was already like, it felt like straw. It looked like straw and felt like straw on my face. And so I waited a day and I did it again because Kelsey told me to, to do that. And so I didn't damage my beard hair. Um, and after that I mixed it, I did the mix a little bit differently. And then it, it was still a little yellow after that one, but it was like really light yellow. And then I just packed some Manic Panic. I don't remember what the color was. In my hair. And I had to leave it in. All mushed in there for like 30 minutes. Uh, I left it in a little bit longer. Because I wanted to, wanted it to really soak up the color. And the moment I went into the shower. to shower it off. And I looked at myself in the mirror afterwards. I was like yes. I had a huge smile on my face. It looked so good. Um, my nieces were frightened. Because I, I kept telling them I was going to do it. And they're like, no, you're not, Kai Kai. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't do it. And um, they were a little scared of me at first, but they grew to love it. And then I spent all summer with it. Um, and I loved it. So if there's ever another kind of funny event coming up soon, I know they're taking the next year off and there, there was no PSX this year. Um, I'm going to dye my beard again. But I want to do a different color. Uh 
I'm thinking next summer, just for summer camp alone, they make a hair dye where it glows in the dark under black light, a UV light. And they have one in like a, a like a pink. So I was thinking about dyeing my beard pink for next summer. But we'll see about that. That's next summer. Who knows? Um, so yeah, Mark, it cost me like 30 bucks <laughs> to dye my beard a color uh, that I did at prom. Um, and that's it for the episode, uh, everybody. Uh, again. I love you all if you have listened to this whole thing. This is kind of uh, a mess of an episode. It's not one of my best, but I wanted to do this to kind of clear the air a little bit, get let you get to know me a bit better. Um, so, yeah, I, I thank you for listening. It's an honor to do this, and I'm so happy you're here and along for the ride. And um, you can follow me. I do, I do a lot of things uh, in the community and outside of the community. You can follow me on Twitter at WhoDatNinja73. Um, oh, you know what? I know this is the end of the episode, but you know what? Screw it. One of the sev- segments of my show is we talk about my Twitter handle origin. And um, my Twitter handle, WhoDatNinja73, comes from 30 Rock. It is a poster that Tracy Jordan of one of Tracy Jordan's movies, um, and I always thought that was hilarious. So I just took it from there. When my P- my first PS3 died, and I forgot my login, um, and I had to make a new username, and I watched Thirty Rock. I saw the Who Dat Ninja poster, and I chose that. A lot of people think I'm New Orleans Saints fans, or from down down in New Orleans. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm a big New York Giants fan and New York Mets fan. So, sorry. Don't send me hate mail through PSN um, <laughs> when I beat you at something and they yell at me, well, that's what you get for being a Saints fan, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well. Uh, the 73 is actually a running joke with a friend from college who he pointed out that 73 is like the most known number or most common number in like entertainment and media. And ever since he pointed that out, and uh, maybe if me saying this might, might uh, you know, make you see it more too. Um, Seventy three shows up a lot in movies and TV shows, and um, I always thought that was funny. He used to torment it, torment me with it, like when he would go out to buy something, and at the receipt it would be like nine dollars and seventy three cents. It would happen all the time. Or, like, we would pass uh, a house on the side of the road in college, and it was house number 73. Like, it was nonstop, and he tormented me with it. And I, I decided to just embrace it, and now it's part of my name. So that's my Twitter handle. That's where it came from. Uh, Ninja 73 on Twitter is where you can find me. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny. Uh, do me a favor and, and subscribe to the, the podcast wherever you listen to. Um, I'm going to be trying to get episodes out every two weeks um, until I get into the groove. And we'll see if we can get in every week. Um, uh, so you can follow the show there at PF, BFS Talk Funny. Rate, uh, rate me. Rate, not rate me. Rate the show. Man, I'm falling apart. I'm falling apart at, at minute 55. Um Rate the show five stars, review it. Um, that would mean the world to me uh, if you do that. Um, if you enjoy pro wrestling, I 
myself and a couple other best friends run Kind of Wrestling, which is a Facebook group uh, where best friends go and talk about wrestling. And we do pay-per-view pr- prediction leagues where we uh, you know, make picks for every pay-per-view. And there's a champion at the end of each season. Um, the season lasts until one of the big four pay-per-views. And, yeah, it's a great time. So if you like pro wrestling, go head over to Kind of Wrestling on on Facebook or at Kind of Wrestling on Twitter. And if you are in the New York City area, follow at Kind of NYC. Uh, that is on Twitter. That's where myself and Kelsey post info about New York area kind of funny meetups, uh, community meetups happening. Uh, we have one coming up in January. Um, January, oh boy, January 6th. Uh, we're combining with Rooster Teeth New York and Rooster Teeth New Jersey, and we're going to go hang out at the Blarney Stone in New York City um, and for our big holiday party. We're just going to hang out and and geek out about Rooster Teeth and kind of funny stuff, and it's going to be a great time. So come to that if you're in the area, or uh, hit us up if you want help planning a meetup in your area. I know personally, I don't want to speak for Kelsey, but I'm pretty sure she would love this too. Um, we'll help you out planning something. Um it's a great way to get know, to know people in your area and to create even better friendships with them. And it's a great time. So if you need help doing that, just hit me up. Um, that's it. Uh, next episode will be with the one and only Joe, Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. Um, oh, my God. I forgot to plug the other podcast. See, I'm a mess. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of Joe, every week, myself and Joe sit down. We talk... The best in PlayStation. It's called the Trophy Room at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, and uh, it's on podcast services everywhere. Go ahead and rate that five stars, review it if you can. Um, we talk about everything PlayStation. We just did our Trophy Room Game of the Year show. Um, spoiler alert: It was God of War because God of War is amazing. And uh, yeah, we uh, again, we love you forever. If you go check that out, I love you no matter what. Um, keeping your amazing selves. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for sticking with this really badly paced episode. But it is what it is. I love you. Until next time, be kind to one another. Bye. Ooh, I freaked you out with that little pause there. Boom. I love you. Bye.